Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In the National Football League, Ezekiel Elliott still holding out, but in a recent interview with Maxim Magazine, he told the magazine he hopes to, quote, be a cowboy for the rest of his life. Kenyon Drake returned to practice on Monday for the Miami Dolphins. He'd been out with a foot issue. Also with a foot issue, Cam Newton worked off the side at Monday's practice. The Panthers are still cautiously optimistic to play week one of the NFL season. In baseball, the Braves have activated Dansby Swanson from the injured list. He'll be back in the lineup this week. For Atlanta, according to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, the Dodgers are, quote, considering promoting shortstop prospect Gavin Lux in September. And Cleveland Indians third baseman Jose Ramirez will have surgery for a fractured hammock bone in his right hand and has been placed in the injured list the team announced on Sunday. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rona solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern here on a Monday afternoon as the important preseason is in the books we do have games this week but no relevant players will play so it wasn't very exciting this preseason we didn't see the starters go deep as I mentioned for the dress rehearsal I didn't think we'd see a lot of people really play deep into the game and that has been the case so uh, we'll talk about that of course some big stories this weekend you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88. Check out all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. Updated rankings, obviously a lot of movement, and it was a big draft weekend, but we still have you know two weeks of drafts. I know the season is, opens a week from Thursday, but there'll be drafts even after that game, especially for the high-stakes leagues and the Fantasy Football World Championship. will be out in Vegas at the Palms next week, so if you are there, Come say hello. I'll be there. I'll be drafting in one league and hanging out, watching football Thursday night and Sunday. So it's not too late to join us. You can do it last second. Why not? Enjoy it. And if you haven't been out there, you'll see why we talk about it so much. It's really a good time. So at the Palms next week. So sign up and head on over there. It's not too late. Uh, Use the promo code RONUS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Uh, You can check my updated rankings made uh, some changes there uh today actually just a little while ago and there'll be more probably there won't be like significant movement because there's really nothing to change after the preseason games this week but there could be some issues on the depth chart there could be some team announcements and some cuts i i think we still might see some running back movement with uh everything that's gone on over this weekend and we'll get into that in just a little bit uh, you can also check out the preseason pro picks from a bunch of people. They released Fantasy Taz's today. Uh, he's actually going to join me on the show coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. So uh, my preseason pro is up. Dr. Arshaw, Sean Childs, uh, high stakes players, Brad Cruz, Kimmer Slicer, Scott Atkins is up there. So we each give a sleeper, a bust, a breakout, a bounce back, and a stash in cash. So that has given you some good names over the years. On that list last year, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Ryan, James White, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, LaShawn McCoy was in a void. So 
Very, very useful information from a lot of people putting up big money in fantasy football this year. So make sure you check it out. We got the uh, preseason recap from the weekend uh, review up as well. And uh, some fantasy baseball content there as well. The weekly wave wire, close the depth chart, and bullpen updates. We got our projections. And remember, we have customizable cheat sheets. So all you got to do is put in your league scoring, your starting rosters, and it can spit out a cheat sheet specifically catered to your league. We all know everyone plays in different formats. Two quarterback leagues, two tight ends, super flex. Maybe you only have two receivers and one flex to start. You know, we consistently talk about the deeper formats. We understand not everyone plays in the high-stakes leagues, uh, but it helps to have the different scoring systems and starting lineups because it can change the value and the way you draft players. And that's where the customizable cheat sheet comes in. So you can see it there right on the main page uh, under most popular. Just click on that and it'll help you out. We got uh, online championship draft reviews. Tons of content up there as part of the draft kit, so check it out. And if you have any specific questions, you can ask them on the message boards and the forums, on, um, and we'll get a response to you, whether it's a waiver wire question, trade, draft strategy, draft review, whatever it is, we will have it covered. So uh, we'll start it off again with the big story from the weekend, and that is Andrew Luck and the retirement. Certainly, it was very surprising. I was at the Mets game and saw the tweet from Adam Schefter and was like, is this real? have to make sure it's real and not a fake account because everyone was surprised by it. And you just heard, um, you know, even people associated with the Colts were surprised by this, even though there were some whispers that maybe the ownership knew about this a couple weeks ago or was maybe brought up. Uh, look, there's a lot of people complaining because they already drafted Andrew Luck. I've seen people, someone was like, oh, this is why you can't draft early. You see, I do my draft September 4th. Well, a lot of us have like 10 to 12 leagues. Can't draft 10 leagues that day, and I spread them out. You know, you do some early, and some industry drafts you do early. Uh, some high-stakes leagues, look, you want to get in on the value. We keep talking about players rising up draft boards. Darren Thompson was double-digit rounds just a few weeks ago. Now, seventh, eighth-round pick. So if you got him in double-digit rounds, you're feeling good. I mean, Tony Pollard's a guy I have in several leagues that I got him near the end of drafts. Not the case anymore. So there's a lot of different ways to do it um, for when it comes to drafting. And you're going to get burned sometimes. But it's the same thing. So what's the difference whether Andrew Luck retires now when you already drafted him or he got hurt in week one? It really, the timing doesn't make a difference. You're going to lose the guy. So... For the people who took Andrew Luck, hey, it's a tough break, you know, especially if you did your draft in early July when, you know, we all thought he was fine. You know, there were probably super flex leagues where people took Luck as the second, third quarterback off the board. I think I remember in the super flex league draft that I did in New York uh, first weekend of August, I think there was a team that went Mahomes Luck in round two, three. I mean, that's just a, a really tough break. Uh, and it's so funny, too, because last week on Sports Illustrated did a debate with Francis Frank and Andrew Luck. And I took the side of, yeah, you know, you can draft Luck if it's a value. You know, for example, in the Beat Adam Ronis Online Championship League last week, someone took Andrew Luck in round 12 and then backed him up with Ben Roethlisberger. So a round 12 pick is not going to cost you your season. And you got Ben Roethlisberger, who played well yesterday, looks to have a, an array of weapons and still a good offense. And maybe he's not as good as he was last year when – he, I believe, led the NFL in pass attempts, but he still can have a solid season. It just shows the depth of quarterback. So if you took Andrew Luck, like, round 11 or 12, 
It's not going to derail your season. Even if you took him in round eight, it's not going to end your season. Um, but the big question is, you know, what does this do for the rest of the Colts offense? And the immediate reaction for most people is, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm downgrading it. This is terrible. But not necessarily the case. You know, Jacoby Brissett we saw a couple years ago, and he was okay. But it was a different circumstance. And that's what you have to keep in mind here. You know, one of the issues for Andrew Luck and why he's taken a beating is the Colts never did a good job of beefing up that offensive line and protecting him. For a long time, he was just taking a beating. And they really fixed it the last couple years. Andrew Luck was sacked 18 times last year. So it's definitely a different situation in Indianapolis. And I'm going to break it down and talk about it next. We'll look and see how it's affecting T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack, and where they should be drafted here for the upcoming fantasy season. That's ahead. As we continue talking more Colts football, it is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. It was a very, very busy weekend for NFL and fantasy football. And if you need any assistance in your fantasy football drafts, fulltimefantasy.com, the place to be. Use the promo code RONISGIF50. That's RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Again, updated rankings. With all the movement, including all the Colts activity, and again, the immediate reaction is to downgrade all the Colts. And I think you do, but the situation is a little bit different now. Remember, Jacoby Brissett, we saw what he can do two years ago. And it wasn't great. It was okay, but Frank Reich wasn't the coach. It was Chuck Pagano, and Frank Reich has proven to be, he's done a nice job with Philadelphia when he was an assistant there, and Really good job with the Colts last year. We got off to a bad start and made a hell of a run to make the playoffs. We know the offensive line is way better. Luck got sacked only 18 times last year, but as uh, Philip E. Wilson alluded to, you know, one thing Jacoby Brissett has to do a better job of is getting rid of the football quickly. So, uh, you know, I do think, you know, T.Y. Hilton takes a hit, and we've seen it. You know, the last few drafts, T.Y. Hilton and the FFWC is going 52-44-53. So, we saw him put up some bad numbers a couple years ago, but I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was then. So Hilton is someone probably fifth round, I think you consider. I probably have him as a low wide receiver too right now. Marlon Mack, uh, we've seen his value take a hit as well. If you look at the last few drafts, 55-50, 55-41-57. So he has now fallen to that fifth round. The concern with Mack is... You just look at the splits. When the Colts are trailing, he's not on the field much. You see more Naheem Hines. When they're winning, that's when you see Mack. So you felt better about Mack with Andrew Luck because you felt they'd have more opportunities to lead. Uh, Mack has been a pretty good back. He just has not caught a ton of passes. So there's definitely that concern there for him. The tight ends are going to take a hit, although Doyle had a really good year a couple years ago. 
with Brissett. So I still like Doyle. Ebron, I was never a big fan to begin with. He definitely takes a big hit because he's very touchdown reliant, and he played less snaps when Doyle was active. So Ebron, if you look at the last few drafts of where he's going, look at this, 151, 128, 185, 135, 157. And before that, there were a couple drafts where he's going in the top 100. So he definitely takes a hit for sure. Doyle, um, uh, probably, I, I like him as a tight end too. I mean, it does hurt him a little bit, but if he's going to be on the field, Jacoby Brissett will find him. Uh, Paris Campbell did return to practice today for the Colts, the rookie wide receiver, and I took him in some early drafts. I, I really liked this kid and felt like in a Frank Reich offense, they would find a way to utilize his skills. Uh, it definitely hurts with no luck, and also he's missed a lot of camp with this hamstring injury, so he's back to practice now. So I got to move him down the draft board. I mean, in the double-digit rounds, if you have a deep league, I think you can stash him. Like, if you're doing a 20-round draft, I think you can. Uh, that GST draft that we talked about that I did last week, I think I got Campbell in round 12. And looking back on it now, I had an opportunity to take Carson Wentz, and I passed because I felt like, all right, there's still good quarterbacks out there. Obviously, I would have liked to have that back. I uh, still wound up with Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, so I think I'm fine. But uh, Paris Campbell certainly takes a little bit of a hit here. So, yeah, you know, you're going to downgrade some of the Colts, but not significantly. I mean, people think, like, this offense is going to be terrible now, and I don't think so. You know, Brissett had an opportunity now to work with the team now for two years. He came in two years ago right before the start of the season and just had no time to learn the system and acclimate to his new teammates. And... Now he's had the offseason. He's obviously been practicing with the first-team unit quite a bit since Andrew Luck's been out. And better offensive line, better coach. So, yes, uh, it's not Andrew Luck, and he's going to take a hit. But there are a lot of teams that would just sink going to a backup quarterback. I don't think that's the case with the Colts. I think they'll still be pretty good. Uh, thought they had potential to reach the Super Bowl with Luck. Don't think they do now, but I don't think they're going to be an awful team. The other big story from the weekend was Lamar Miller and his torn ACL that happened uh, when in the Cowboys game. So Miller was someone who I didn't want. It was so funny with Lamar Miller. So people were concerned about Deonta Foreman, and Miller wasn't going high. Then Foreman got cut, and everyone's like, oh, Lamar Miller, he's going to get the volume. And, you know, it's easy to look – and I think this is a mistake a lot of people make. Well, oh, Lamar Miller finishes the, I don't even know where he finished last year. Like, I don't know, RB22, whatever. Like, okay, it's volume. And that's based over a 16-week period. It's not how we play fantasy football. It's not a roto league like baseball. You need consistent production. Lamar Miller's not, wasn't winning you a championship in most instances, and especially in the high stakes. He's just one of those boring picks. Like, oh, okay, yeah, he's safe. I don't want that. You know, I, I know there's a time for players like that, but fantasy football, I didn't want that. Give me someone with a much higher ceiling. So I was loving it when Lamar Miller was going up draft boards. And, you know, feel bad for the guy, obviously. It's not that I don't like him. I'm just talking from a fantasy perspective. And the stats that he was going to put up, uh, I said when they brought in Duke Johnson that I felt Duke Johnson might surpass him in the backfield or eventually make it an even split. And I had Duke Johnson ranked above Lamar Miller. Uh, obviously, now Duke Johnson is going to skyrocket up draft boards. I mean, you talk about a guy 
that's seen a, a seismic shift in his ADP. I mean, Duke Johnson was probably going, I don't know, like 140-ish, 150, probably a, a month or so ago when he was with Cleveland. And people felt like, well, he's buried. He doesn't want to be there. He asked for a trade. You had Kareem Hunt signing. So it was not good for Duke Johnson. And then all of a sudden, he gets traded to the Texans. Okay, he moves up. And now, Lamar Miller goes down. And based on what they have now, look, he is the main guy. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, he's not going to be able to carry a huge workload. I mean, he did at Miami. He hasn't been given the chance at the NFL level. I don't think they're going to give this guy 230 carries. They might bring in a veteran running back to help split the low. But even if they stick with what they have now and Duke Johnson gets 150, 160 carries, I think he's pretty valuable. Now, they have Demaria Crockett, who looks to be the number two right now, undrafted. Free agent, uh, he's been going in the last few drafts, 157, 221, 199, 223, 181, 191. So, yeah, you could take on a flyer on him late. But uh, I do like Duke Johnson, and I did my home league draft yesterday. It's 12-team PPR league. I had the one pick. I took Duke Johnson on the 5-6 turn. I knew he wasn't making it back and felt like that was the right spot. So he was my RB, too, as I went raw receiver heavy. Uh, Duke Johnson's ADP in the FFWC right now is 70, but the last few drafts, 50, 55, 47, 58. So you generally see he is going uh, in that fifth-round range, and maybe he makes it up to the fourth. Uh, and based on what they have right now, I think that's that's fine. Now, the ar- other argument against is, well, the Texans really don't throw to the running backs much, and Deshaun Watson is a running quarterback going to scramble. Well, people were saying the same about Christian McCaffrey with Cam Newton. They changed. We'll see if they adjust. But I think Duke Johnson is one of the top pass-catching running backs out of the backfield. They have to try and make some adjustment and get him the football. So Duke Johnson has absolutely risen up the rankings, and you can check out to see where I have him ranked. Uh, But I like him right now. Uh, Always been a big fan, and I would like to see him get 150, 160 carries and uh, also be involved in the passing game. So you're going to have to – Pay that price now for Duke Johnson in drafts, but he's in a good spot. Even if they do bring in a veteran, I mean, who are they going to bring in? Jay Ajayi, that was rumored last night, and it was knocked down. Is it going to be maybe a LaShawn McCoy or Frank Gore if they're cut? And if that happens, you know, it's still not going to hurt, I don't think, Duke Johnson too much. I think he does play a role here in this backfield, which looks to be a team that's probably going to be pass heavy anyway but uh, definitely like uh, Duke Johnson right now certainly gets an upgrade there Uh, good news here is Odell Beckham Odell Beckham is back in team drills on Monday I mean I think we all expected this he didn't play in the preseason he had a little bit of a hip issue but it never seemed to be a major concern Mike Evans is also back at practice so you could see teams taking the cautious approach here don't want to push these guys. Makes sense. We're seeing fewer and fewer guys play in the preseason, even in the dress rehearsal game. Uh, we got some news here on Jordan Reed. We had another concussion as he took a vicious hit in the preseason last week. What's the latest on him? I'll let you know next. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ron is here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check out all my work at fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONAS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. Make sure you use my rankings as a guide as you head into your big drafts this week. Updated daily, so check it out now. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Talked about uh, Jordan Reed, who had another concussion, and it's like his sixth or seventh concussion. It's very dicey situation here for Jordan Reed. I mean, he's got to worry about his long-term health, but Redskins coach Jay Gruden said he expects Jordan Reed to be available for week one at Philadelphia. And it's uh, interesting with Jordan Reed because there seems to be a contingent out there that feels like he could be a good value this year. And to be fair, he's being drafted later than, than I can recall because Reed was generally a guy that, was going in the sixth, seven, eighth rounds in years past, and now he's been going in the double-digit rounds, and he was starting to creep up, and I think this news certainly has pushed him down. He is now currently the tight end 20 in drafts at the FFWC. His ADP is 172. Look at the last few drafts, 161, 180, 156, 167, 223, 146. And, again, he was starting to creep up to that 10th, 11th round. But you have to be concerned here. I, I think – the pro Jordan Reed people were saying, well, this is the first offseason in a while. He's not rehabbing. He's healthy. You know, he had some issues last year with his toe and, and feet, and he did play 13 games, but he, the numbers weren't great. And the thing we've always said about Jordan Reed is if this guy is healthy and stays on the field, he'll produce. Now, obviously, it was a bad situation last year in Washington, and it's not great this year either. The offensive line is really, really bad. Trent Williams still not there. There's been rumors of him being traded. Doesn't seem like the Redskins want to do it, but the times I've seen them in the preseason, tons of pressure on the quarterback. They don't have major weapons at wide receivers, so you're looking at Jordan Reed should get a big target share, but his health is a major concern. So I have not drafted him anywhere yet, and I definitely have concerns. I mean, maybe he's ready week one and he's fine, but I think you definitely have to have uh, some concerns about Jordan Reed right now. Kenyon Drake was back at practice today for the Dolphins. And, you know, this 
we've seen Kalen Balazs really rise up, and I have taken him in a draft or two, but now backed off. I mean, I think I got him in the ninth round of one draft a couple weeks ago. I just think Kenyon Drake's a better player. We saw Balazs really struggle in the preseason. They don't have a great offensive line. It's not going to be a great offense. I'd rather have Drake at this point and have Drake ranked higher. You know, Drake was a guy that was going in the fifth round of early drafts, and he's really fallen. Uh, but Balazs had an opportunity in the preseason. He had 12 carries for 17 yards and two catches for minus two yards this past week. So he's, he hasn't done anything with his opportunity. And it's not like people were very excited about Balazs anyway. I mean, his ADP is 100. And we did see him go as late as 134. And he's gone as early as 87 in recent drafts. Uh, Kenyon Drake, on the other hand, who I think everyone feels is better, still remains ahead of um, Kalen Balaj in the ADP. His ADP is 85, and he's gone 81, 72, 83, 74. I mean, Drake finished, I think, last year in PPR as the RB14. Again, misleading because, you know, a couple good big games can skew that. And we all know Kenyon Drake's the better talent. The problem is we've never seen Drake handle a full workload and. You know, and, and this coaching staff is doesn't seem committed to doing that. You know, a lot of people felt, well, it's Adam Gase, and he's it's his fault. But, you know, three years in the NFL, we haven't seen it. And even in college, Drake never had that full big workload at Alabama. And most backs don't get it there since they have so much talent. But, you know, Drake certainly can get it done in the passing game. You know, 73 targets last year, 53 catches, 477, and five touchdowns. They only had 120 carries. So, you're not paying a high price tag for him, but sometimes it's best to avoid these bad offenses. And I think that's what a lot of people are going to say. Again, Drake, you know, had this foot issue, was in a walking boot a couple weeks ago, but the reports are he looked explosive and sharp in his cuts. It's just a matter of volume with Drake. And from a week to week basis, it's probably going to be a little uncertain. So, uh, I did take Drake like in a June draft, maybe July, but since then kind of backed off that Dolphins backfield. Kind of feel the same way about the Tampa Bay backfield. Uh, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber and uh, was drafting against one of my friends yesterday in my home league, and we are going to share a team uh, next week. And, you know, it's always interesting to see, okay, what does he do? We were on complete opposite end of the drafts, but he took Peyton Barber. And I messaged him. I said, look, we're not taking Peyton Barber in our draft next week. I want no part of him. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, trust me, he's going to be good. No, man, I don't want that Bucks backfield right now. I, You know, I think people sometimes make the mistake like, oh, well, it's, it's, he's the starting running back or he's going to get touches. Uh, he's a good value. I mean, Ronald Jones, is his ADP is 132 right now. And I don't, it's crazy because that's cheap. I don't even really want him there. Peyton Barber's 117. Like, we saw what Peyton Barber could do with volume last year. It wasn't impressive at all. And to me, the Buccaneers are going to be a heavy pass team. I just don't see the value in the running game. Now, the, the one guy that I would consider, and this is a deep name to keep an eye on, is Dare Ogbunwale. So I don't know if I'm saying that right. But he has been playing uh, in the preseason and seeing some snaps with the first team off, especially the pass game. He could become that pass down back for Tampa Bay, which could be valuable because they're playing from behind. So I remember I had him circled on my sheet, and I forgot to take him in that last beat Adam Ronis draft because uh, he was on, like, the third page. 
uh, but I have moved them up by rankings. And, and this is for deeper formats. You know, if you're doing a draft of 16 rounds, I don't think you need to take them. You know, 20 rounds, yeah, I'm going to take them in the last couple rounds, especially now, you know, especially if we have, like, waiver wires before the year. You know, just put them at the end of the bench and see what happens because I think there could be a potential role for him. So that's a name I'm definitely keeping an eye on at this point and that I'm willing to take late. I think it's a lottery ticket that uh, certainly might be able to pay off. And if it doesn't, you know, you make a quick cut. Cam Newton worked off to the side at practice today. Uh, he wasn't dressed for any drills, so there was some indication that he could return to practice today, but at least he was out there on the side working with a trainer. He doesn't have the walking boot on, got rid of that over the weekend, and they still expect him to be ready for week one. So Cam Newton was a guy I liked as a QB1. Uh, did get him in one of the beat out of Rotis drafts, I think in round 13. And, you know, I will back off a little bit. I won't be as aggressive on him now. Uh, if he's in the right spot, I'll take him. I think this is the best array of weapons he's had since he's been quarterback with Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and McCaffrey out of the backfield, a healthy Greg Olson. So, I guess with this midfoot sprain, the concern is, though, that maybe he doesn't run as much early in the year. So that's definitely a concern because a lot of his value is tied to run on the ground. Uh, he hasn't thrown for 4,000 yards since his rookie year, and he's only top 24 passing touchdowns once. But with, with these weapons, he could probably do it. You know, just get the hands in the ball of those playmakers and let them do their thing after the catch. You don't need to sit back there and, you know, throw a, a ton of bombs, you know. So... Uh, definitely something to uh, to consider there uh, for uh, that situation. Uh, also, we saw one preseason game yesterday, the Steelers and the Titans. And, you know, the, the thing that people are looking at is James Washington. He, he's had a big preseason here. He scored another touchdown yesterday. But he's still behind Moncrief for now. That doesn't mean it can change. Uh, because if you look at the snaps and what these guys played, it was uh, only two snaps for Washington with Ben Roethlisberger. So he has not been playing with the ones. Moncrief played 19 snaps with the ones. Uh, Vance McDonald, 19 snaps as uh, Ben Roethlisberger was on the field for 20. And uh, McDonald was another guy that was talked about last week where the offensive coordinator said, no, there's no way he's playing all the snaps. I think it doesn't matter with tight ends. You know, Vance McDonald, who cares? Okay, if he's not going to be out there a lot of snaps, that's fine. That means, what, he's not going to block as much? Cool doesn't get us hurt. All I care about is targets. He had a pretty good year last year, considering, and Jesse James was there. He's no longer there. So I don't think this downgrades him. You don't need your tight end to play every single snap, especially on running plays. If they're not going to be out there running plays, great. I don't need them blocking and, and getting hurt and wear and tear. Fine with me. So I don't think that downgrades him. Maybe – he doesn't have the huge breakout that some people were envisioning, but I still think he's a top tight end. As far as Moncrief and Washington, I mean, it really comes down to price. Uh, you know, Washington is probably going to rise now. You know, that draft we were looking at, the Beat Dr. Roto League, which was before that game, I mean, Washington was like the 56 receiver off the board. I don't think that's going to happen now. I think people are excited. They look at the Steelers' offense. They understand all of the targets that were vacated. And that's going to push him up the board. People remember what they saw last. I mean, James Washington, I mean, that was an anomaly, that, that pick. I mean, he is his ADP is 103 right now. And the last few drafts, 95, 102, 107, 93. 
So there, there's still excitement there for him uh, because of this offense. And uh, Dante Moncrief is uh, also going pretty early. We saw that seventh round of that other draft. His ADP is 97. So these guys are close. I mean, 97 and 103. So it comes down, I guess, to personal preference and who you believe in. But we've seen Washington go past Moncrief in recent drafts. When we return, I'm going to be joined by Fantasy Taz, Jim Day from FFChamps.com. We'll talk about all the latest news from the weekend and what it means for fantasy with him here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check out FullTimeFantasy.com right now. We got consensus rankings, individual rankings. Mine are updated today. Use the promo code RONIS50. Get your first two months for the price of one. We also have our preseason pro picks out from several members of the staff, including my next guest, Fantasy Taz. Jim Day from FFChamps.com. His picks are up there today, so you can check that out. Taz, what's going on? Hey, sir. How you doing? And uh, thanks for having me on again. Always ready to talk some football. It's just, man, it, it almost feels like I wish something would happen that we could actually talk about. Yeah, it's really quiet. There's really nothing that happened this weekend. So I've been kind of trying to – it took me hours to come up with some – questions to ask you uh but yeah i love look, how I, you continue to roll with it i love that yeah uh obviously it was the huge story this weekend and we've covered it a bit here on the show but it's always good to get different perspectives but uh certainly stunning with andrew luck i don't think anyone saw this coming if people said that he did i think they're lying uh yeah. the players were certainly surprised maybe the front office knew about it a couple of weeks ago but when i first saw the report from Adam Schefter on Twitter, I was like, okay, is this a real account? Because I was just taken aback by it. I'm, what was your reaction when you heard the news? Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't believe it at first either. And, you know, you do what everybody else does. You start searching everywhere to see uh, if there's other news out there. But all I had to do was look at Twitter, and Twitter was a fire with it. So I knew it was a real deal. And, you know, it, it's got to be bad for the uh, indie front office that it actually got leaked while they were playing their game at home uh, in front of their crowd. I'm pretty sure they didn't want that to happen. So, you know, somewhere they got scooped on that probably from the front office, NFL front office, I mean. But uh, just the fact that it happened during the game, I'm pretty sure they didn't want that to happen. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think some people were like uh, celebrating, like, oh, I didn't take luck anywhere. I mean, he started to become a value, and it's just unfortunate timing. I mean, you do a lot of drafts early. I do as well because people were saying to me, oh, this is why you don't draft early. I mean, what this could have happened in week one. There could be an injury in week one. Right. There's no perfect time to draft. I understand people want to draft right before the season, but I responded to one guy. I'm like, I can't do 10 drafts on September 4th. Well, I'll tell you the other reason why – that I prefer drafting early. By the time you got to September 4th, everybody is ca ca caught up with the number, the same amount of information you have. 
Before that, when you're drafting early, not everybody is that caught up. Not everybody is on top of every little detail like you or I would be. So I, I find that to be a definite advantage drafting early. Sure, there's things that could happen, but there's things that could happen any time of the season at any point, and you can't be worried about that. So absolutely, I, I, that's why I like drafting early, because by the time you get to September 4th, everybody knows the same things that you do. Yeah, and look, you, when you do draft early, you're going to get burned at some point. Someone's going to get hurt, or there's a, uh, an injury or a value changes it happens i mean you're going to be on the other side of it too i mean think about where duke johnson was being drafted just a month uh, two months ago so it works out both ways and look if you drafted andrew luck already uh it's it's some bad luck and it's not i don't think it cripples your season even if you had an early draft and you took luck in the sixth seventh round you know you either got, got a backup quarterback or you know you can go on waivers like i don't think this is a, a pick that damages your season maybe in a super flex league it's a little bit different especially if you drafted early but it's not like it's going to end your season no i I agree i don't think it really does in any way shape or form like we said we've been talking about this all off season this is a very strong year for fantasy quarterbacks there's a lot of guys that could end up in that top range so i don't think it really kills any fantasy team sure it hurts you went out and got him but you went out and got him because you weren't listening to us we told you to wait on quarterbacks he was one of the early ones you didn't have to pay that early for a good quarterback so you weren't listening that's why you're paying uh, talking to Fantasy Taz, a.k.a. Jim Day from FFChamps.com. Now, now let's look at what it does from a Colts perspective. And the first guy is T.Y. Hilton because he was a guy that was going sometimes on the 2-3 early rounds there on the 2-3 turn. Uh, now, obviously, he's going to drop. I saw him go 5-4 in my home league draft yesterday, 12-team league. Uh, and now we've seen in the last few FFWC drafts, he's gone 52 44 53 45 how far down are you pushing T.Y. Hilton? Not as far as everybody else. Um, yeah, I, I see a lot of that falling. And now I've been saying this uh, since it happened. I'll say it again. This is the time to be smart. As a smart fantasy owner, you know, take that dropping ADP and move it up just a hunch and take him. That'll get you a value here. Look, Brissett wasn't terrible in 2017, and that was with a totally different offensive mindset, with a bad offensive line. All of a sudden now he's in an offense that he knows well. He's been playing a lot because Luck hasn't even been practicing, so Brissett's been getting all the work, so he's ready to go. And then when you add Frank Reich into the mix, and you know he's a coach that could absolutely get the best out of Brissett. This Brissett is a guy that you know scouts have loved for years. Man, I don't think it's going to be as big a drop-off as everybody thinks. Look, I know Luck is, you know, he was on his way to a Hall of Fame career. Nobody can take that away. I'm not saying Brissett's going to be anywhere near that. But there's plenty of quarterbacks in the league that are nowhere near Luck and still provide good fantasy value. Don't be surprised if Brissett ends up having a fairly decent year. I'm not saying I'd take him in my top 12. Heck, probably not even my top 15. But after that, he starts to come into consideration because this team all around him is better than they were two years ago. And two years ago, he threw for over 3,000 yards. Yeah, I think I brought it up earlier, too. It's hard to evaluate Brissett based on two years ago. The other factor is he came to that team right before the start of the season. Yep. So he re- he had no time to really develop a rapport with T.Y. Hilton. I know Hilton's numbers were poor that year, but new coach, better coach with Frank Reich, a better offensive line. Andrew Luck got sacked 18 times last year. So 
it's different. And now he's had basically two years, and now the almost the, the entire offseason, he's obviously been practicing a lot with the one. So it is a different situation. And, you know, you talk about T.Y. Hilton, but it, look, his receptions were down in 2017. Uh, his touchdowns were a little down, but he still had 966 yards on those 57 receptions. So if, if you get that catch percentage up, because he had 104 targets with only 57 receptions. So if you get that catch percentage more to what T.Y. Hilton's normal range is, his numbers are going to look very nice when he's all is said and done. So, again, I'm not dropping him as much as everybody else is. Are you dropping Marlon Mack? Um, I'm dropping Marlon Mack a little bit. I mean, the, the big thing going around is, of course, the, the stat that says, oh, he was, what, 70% of his fantasy value came in games when they were winning by 14 or more points. The other game, yeah. he, the other games, he only averaged nine fantasy points a game. That was because they weren't using him in the passing game. They just weren't. They weren't even letting him try. Basically, everything went to Naeem Hines. Well, this year, the all-off season, they've been talking about how they want to get him involved in the passing game. You know, again, he's worked a lot with Percet because Percet's been the quarterback there working. And I think if he gets up to, you know, even into that 40 reception range then all of that is going to go by the wayside because that is going to give him such a nice floor that the ceiling is going to be still playing behind that great o-line and the chances he gets to score what about the tight ends eric ebron and jack doyle uh, ebron was very touchdown reliant last year uh, how far are you moving these two down uh, well, I'm not moving Jack Doyle down as, as much as, as most people. Actually, most people had him so far down already, which I loved. I've been grabbing him all off season because you can get him in double-digit rounds. And, you know, I know the injury happened last year, but before the injury with him and Ebron, Doyle was basically doubling Ebron's stats except for the touchdowns. Ebron is still a good red zone threat. There's no doubt about it. But will he have the same connection with Brissett that he had with Luck? That we don't know at this point. We just don't know. Doyle has worked with Brissett. He was here in 2017, and he was actually the most targeted receiver on the team. He had the most receptions, 80 receptions for 690 yards and four touchdowns. So he had a good rapport with Brissett back then. Whether it's still there, we'll have to see. Doyle has missed some time in this preseason. But I expect Doyle to be ready to go, and I love where you can get him in those late double-digit rounds. Take him there. Take him a chance. At that point, he's probably your your tight end, too. You got to love that. I would take both of these guys at tight end twos, but at this point, I'm not sure I draft him as tight end ones. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Doyle is a guy that I've been getting to as a tight end two. Also pointed out just the discrepancy in the amount of snaps runs around. I mean, it was Doyle when he was healthy, and both were on the field, and Ebron was fortunate getting all those touchdowns, and can't bake on that repeating. I think that's something that people have to keep in mind. Other big story from the weekend, Lamar Miller, a torn ACL. Right now, the Texans haven't brought anyone else in. Duke Johnson's there, Demaria Crockett. Um, where where do you take Duke Johnson right now in a PPR league? Oh, I, I love Duke Johnson. Um, as Look, I, I've been taking them all preseason. I, I've always liked the way the kid plays. I took him in late rounds in early drafts just to what if, what happens, and it lucked out. When As soon as he went to Houston, I loved it. I think it's a perfect offense for what he does and what he can bring to the table. So I was already pushing him up. Now the fact that Lamar Miller's done for the year, I, I pushed him up even further. I have him right now as my running back 21. Um, I, I just think this kid is, you know, he's got that much talent and he's such a good receiver, but nobody really gives him 
uh, what he deserves as a running back. He's a good, solid running back as well. So I think, you know, they may try to find somebody to bring in. Everybody's talking about Gordon. I don't think they want to pay that kind of money for Gordon. A uh, lot of wear and tear, a lot of knee issues over the years. Why pay that much money? Because they have to give up a draft pick and then pay him the big contract as well. I don't see that happening. They may go out and get somebody like an Ajayi or somebody like that or maybe trade with Philadelphia for Josh Adams. But I don't think any of that impacts Duke Johnson's value. With that bad offensive line, they're going to need to get the ball out of Watson's hands as fast as they can, and a lot of that is going to go through Duke Johnson. I love him this year. He's absolutely going to be you know, that running back two range for me, and he's even got upside to get into that running back one. This is a guy that finished you know, as the number 11 running back in PPR leagues in 2017. Why can't he do it again? Yeah, I took him in my home league draft yesterday, 5-6 uh, turn. I had the one pick, and I was happy to get him there. Uh, Kenyon Drake is back on the field today. He has really dropped, and Kalen Balazs didn't look good in that last preseason game. <laughs> How do you look at the, the Dolphins' backfield? Do you prefer Drake because he's fallen, or do you just say, you know what, I, I hate this offense, I'm avoiding You know how I look at these guys? You know how when you take a pair of binoculars and you put them the wrong way? And it makes things look really, really far away. That's how I look at the Miami backfield. Um, I am not a believer in either one of these guys. I think they're going to be fighting all year to see who's who and what's what. And I just think they're going to continue taking from each other's plate. And neither one of them is going to be a good fantasy value. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I feel too right now. It's just uh, it's a, a terrible team. Uh, real quick, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had a good game. Everyone was killing him after last week. Uh, <laughs> is it somewhere in the middle here where people overreacted to the five interceptions and the poor performance and to a guy that's just coming off for 20 ACL, a little rust? Well, I think it was a little rust. And, he, you know, he had a good game this week, as you said. So hopefully that rust is starting to come off. Look, it, it is what it is. This is a guy who has a big name, has that look. It just looks like the prototypical quarterback. He came into uh, San Francisco, won the last five games. Everybody was all rah, 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 except he really wasn't good for fantasy in those last five games because he didn't throw a lot of touchdowns. Last year, we get nothing out of him. This year, you know, at this point, if you're taking a chance on Jimmy Garoppolo, then you are literally taking a chance because nobody knows what he's going to come out with. Yeah, I mean, he's if you miss out on the top-tier backups, then you could take him, and you're not investing much. That's the way to look at it. It's such a deep position. All right, that is Fantasy Taz. Jim Day, find him FFChamps.com, and he's going to join me Wednesday to uh, host the whole show. So looking forward to that, and we'll talk on Wednesday, Taz. Hey, thanks. Definitely I am, too. This is going to be a lot of fun. Get close. Yeah, we're getting close to the week from Thursday. So, Taz, we will talk on Wednesday. When we return, we wrap it up here. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here as we are getting set 
For the start of the NFL season, one week from Thursday, it starts the Bears and Packers Thursday night football. So times to draft are running out. We have drafts every day up until that Saturday before the Sunday game. So, yes, you can draft after that Thursday. Uh, we got plenty of drafts tonight. Start a full season draft at 7 p.m. Eastern. An online championship, 9 p.m. Eastern. A starter best ball draft at 9 p.m. Eastern. One spot in that one. An online championship at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Head on over to playffwc.com right now and uh, pick your spot, uh, your, you know, whatever you think is the best price point for you, best challenge. We got world championship online drafts where you can win big money and online championship drafts as well. So figure out what's best for you. Head on over and join today. Also, fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code RONAS50. Get your first two months for the price of one as uh, rankings updated every day. Uh, it all reflects the Lamar Miller news, the Colts, Andrew Luck news as well, so check it out. Uh, Anthony Miller is back at practice today for the Bears, which is a good sign. He's missed two weeks with an ankle sprain. And, you know, initially I saw a report that said he would have a limited role to start the year. Maybe that could still happen, but the fact that he is back on the field, I think, is a good sign. You know, Miller is a guy that I like in the double-digit rounds because he is so good. He's really talented. Yes, there's a lot of mouths to feed there in Chicago, but I think he could emerge as someone that plays a key role on this Bears team. He had seven touchdowns last year on limited targets, and also you got to remember that he was playing basically with one arm. He had a shoulder injury early in the year, and he played through it, so – uh, I did take Miller in my recent beat Adam Ronis league, and you know he's going to fall a little bit, I think, because of some of this news. Although not far, not that far. His ADP is 108, uh, wide receiver 52 in the FFWC, 111, 119, 123. The last few drafts, so he has fallen a little bit because he was going in the top hundred in a few of them in the 96, 94 range. But certainly someone that if you can get, maybe keep on your bench for the first couple weeks. I think he can emerge and play a role here in this Bears offense. The talent's certainly there, so I would not sleep on him at all. That wraps it up here. You can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Also have an article up today about Nick Chubb on si.com. I'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.